sells it. Please believe it. So I'm a spit lyrics up. Keep it believing. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, we are here. Another episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. And I'm I'm just on cloud 30 um, and grateful for all of the people, all of you um, who have been guests on the podcast. Um, it's been, it's been, I don't even know. The guy with the words, when he can't find the words, what do you say? Um, but thank, thank you to all of you who have been here and I'm super grateful for the person that I have today. She is a friend that I, a, a sister more so, that I have known for seven years, something like that. It's been, it's been some time, and, and from the from the time we met, it's been organic. Nothing was ever forced. Nothing was ever painted on a wall. There were no scripts. It was just, this is what it is. Um, and I'm truly grateful for her. She is mother. She is wife in reverse order. She is wife. She is mother. Um, she is daughter. She is sister. She is friend. She is the passion strategist. Um, and that is why this episode is entitled Strategize Passionately. And I want to just welcome on to the podcast the passing strategist herself, Mrs. Ayana Blount. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic. And I am so grateful for the honor of the introduction. I feel like, you know, when the fighters are coming into the ring <laughs> and you run the tail of the tape and all the stats and the hype that you get people ready to receive. Listen. So I am super excited, super excited Listen. to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. You you have to give people um, their just due. I, I really believe that, you know, especially in the time of coronavirus and the time of us staying at home, um, we, we this is what we have to do. We have to give people their just due. And if you're killing it, then you're killing it. And if you need to do better, then you need to do better. And if you're killing it and then need to do better later, then that that is just what it is. But you are definitely killing it with the launch of the passion strategies. Now, I was going to text this to you, but I was like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to text it to her. I'm not going to email it. I'm not going to call her and tell her. I want to wait until we record this podcast episode to let you know you are the passion strategist. Yes. But the passion strategist is bigger than you, my sister. And when I say that, I mean, there's a there's a top floor of every building. And usually on the top floor is the person or the people who run the operation below them. And that's what I mean when I say it's bigger. Because while you're the passion strategist, there will be other passion strategizers who will come up underneath you work for this incredible company that you have built. So while it is just the one woman right now, there will be other people who will have a name tag on that says passion strategist. Because this isn't just a one a one person thing. This is going to be monumentous. It's already huge, but it's just going to grow more and more and more. And the day is coming where you're going to have to get that permit 
so that they can put that crane in the sky. And we all know it takes a good, you know, year before you can get the permit for the crane. Um, so that that crane is going to go up and they're going to put that building up. I, I definitely see that coming. So, wow. wow. Had to share that. I know that was like, geez, right in the beginning, but. Because you've been building, but I have to say, the seven years that we have been in relationship, and that's exactly what we've been is in relationship. Um, it's been consistently and intentionally a motivational dynamic has been incorporated in every interaction. And all the time, I will shout you out on my um, Friday night broadcast here this Friday. And I call you out for who you are. And you are my favorite motivational speaker. You are my personal fave when it comes to all things motivation. And you are a movement. So for you to pour into me before we even get started, like this, and just to speak to the vision, um, I'm beyond honored. I'm beyond blessed. I just use every single bit of it. And I promise to make you proud, sir. Uh, listen, you're already doing that. So. <laughs> So, so as we get into it, um, the first question is the question I ask any and everybody who has ever been here, um, and that I will continue to ask. So, who is Ayana Blount, and why does the world need to hear her voice? Well, let me just say thank you for saying Blount. Um, my husband said great. We always tell people who like to pronounce it Blount. You know. <laughs> If you can count, so I'm gonna thank you, brother. I'm thank you. Um, and you've already kind of shared a little bit of who I am from the perspective of the wife, the mother, the sister, mm -hmm. the friend. Um, but as I dug a little deeper, because it's just such a good question, and I think it's something we should ask ourselves regularly. Mm -hmm. um, what I came to acknowledge and discover is that she is a creative, she is a visionary, she is an optimist and a purebred encourager. Mm. And I said purebred because when you think of that in the dynamic of, you know, dogs and, and mm -hmm. being, um, and the length that people go through to ensure that it is not contaminated and tainted. Right. And it then increases the value, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know that this gift of encouragement that I have is purebred from God. Mm. And there has been no contamination um, he has protected and preserved it so that it could not be tainted and that when it was time to be unleashed, it would have the value and that it was designed right. from before I got it. So that is who the now is. Well, there it is. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. There she is. <laughs> um, so passion strategist, what, for the people who don't know, what does a passion strategist do? Wow. So that's a super loaded question, right? But to simplify it on the surface, I help you to define your vision. Mm -hmm. And then we work together to develop a strategy that helps you to win. Okay. And winning looks like your ideal version of success. Mm. Understanding that success is not a place. Mm -hmm. Success is an evolution. It's a movement. And so it's a living, breathing movement. And so as you evolve, so will your success, so will your definition and your vision 
of success. And so I'm there for all of that. I'm here for every moment as it unfolds um, from the very, you know, beginning stages and phases of just fragmented things, maybe stuck up on a court board to you actually physically embodying success and wearing it as a garment. I'm here for all of it. Success is not a place. It's an evolving movement. Yes, sir. Meaning it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So you got to be able to see the forest before the trees. But even if you can't, the passion strategist is here to help you see the seed planted and then see that forest. Okay. All right. I can get with that. <laughs> so with that, um, because a lot of people, when they think of coaching, um, think of passion strategies, things of that nature, they automatically relate it to psychiatry. Mm -hmm. But it's like, we're not psychiatrists. It's, right. you know, we are here to let you know it's possible and then to show you it's possible through your own actions and then to come up with that plan to show you how possible it is. So how would you help your clients in these times where we are divided as a nation? Um, there's so much civil unrest and on the cherry on top, the global pandemic that we're facing. And it's like, it doesn't matter where you are. Coronavirus lives in your backyard. It's like, so how, how would you help your client not fall into depression and know that even during this time, I can still start a business. I can still write a book. I can still apply for a job if that's what I want to do and hope to hear back from somebody. Absolutely. So I have to say, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Wherever you are, whether you live in a penthouse or you live on the farm, it's in your backyard. You better mm -hmm. believe. But what's also in your backyard is the possibility. The possibility. And so I think that what I do is, especially in times like the, these, I create a, a common place um, where people can unite and relate to the common plague, but mm. also identify that there's a common cure. And what I mean by that is my job is to partner with people to discover their birthright of brilliance and then develop a strategy of success by way of them showing up for themselves and then serving others. Mm. There is something about the human spirit that wants to be able to identify and it wants to know where it belongs, where it fits in, how it works. Oftentimes my seven-year-old will ask me, well, mom, how does that work? Or mom, mm -hmm. how, how did that come to be? And I think that that's one of those um, burning questions that every human being has on the inside of them. And so what I do is I peel back the layers of debris that have clouded your vision and kept you from really being able to connect to the core of how you work, how you came to be. And again, what is your birthright of brilliance? We mm -hmm. all have one, but sometimes we're disconnected from it. And so much like being disconnected from your homeland or your native language, once you get back to the place where you are reconnecting to the source, you're then able to function according to the master's design. Wow. And so we have got to understand that somebody made each and every one of us according mm -hmm. to the design and with a purpose. And so our job is to get ourselves repositioned and reconnected and recommitted to functioning according to our original design. 
Absolutely. And that is how I'm able to, I think, globally help my clients, whether they come from one walk of life or another, one social or economic background or another. Mm-hmm. We find commonalities and we unite around those things and we get a clear understanding of what this formula for healing is by doing that inward work so that we can have the outward impact that we were designed to have. Right. And then that's where that term born winners comes from. Right. And, 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 and you might be a born, we are all born winners. However, there is some work that we have to do in order to get into that winner circle. Like you can't just be a born winner and think, oh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here. Even, even members of the royal family have to do something Absolutely. in order to, you know, maintain that status. So. Absolutely. There it is. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> so while you give motivation and you do so very well, from where do you draw motivation? Because we all know that it is impossible to pour from an empty cup. And I can say firsthand how impossible it is because there was one point in time where I put the lid on my cup. Wow. And I noticed that, you know, I, I post something on social media and it would it would just blow up. Like, oh my gosh, I love this. This is great. And then when I put the lid on, I noticed I'll post something I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is cool. Not, and not, not giving social media so much credit, but that's where a lot of us go for our motivation. Um, but it's like, uh, oh, this was cool. Okay, this this was our and then it it just went flat. Like this is ba- basically this is trash. And it was because I was trying to pour from an empty reservoir. I was empty because I put the lid on and I thought I could do it all myself. Yeah. And came to learn that is absolutely not true. You cannot pour into yourself. A cup cannot pour into its own self. Um, so back back to the question of while you give motivation, from where do you draw motivation? So I love the way that you um, came up with a visual connection because we're all sitting here now and we're envisioning our favorite coffee or teacup mm. and how it brings us a sense of comfort. Mm-hmm. It serves us. It you know grounds us in the most trying of times. Right? It's our go-to. Right. Um, certainly, we cannot. That cup cannot fill itself up. Right. No. So this is just so good how you laid that out. And I have to say. Um, kind of staying in that same lane or vein, the cup was meant to be filled, mm-hmm. but it has a dual use of pouring. Right. And so how I fill my cup, I drink mm-hmm. in my support system like water. I bathe in it. Mm. And what it does in turn for me is it keeps me hydrated, it keeps me clean, and it keeps mm-hmm. me healthy. Um, my husband and my daughter, my mom and sisters, my sister friend circle, mm-hmm. um, you know, my coaches, and yes, I have more than one, my contemporaries, mm-hmm. uh, people like yourself, um, certainly your prayer partners and your prayer warriors, and ultimately God mm-hmm. are the, 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 the sources that I drink from. And I'm not ashamed and I'm not, um, confused when I say that I drink from multiple streams. And here's what I mean by that. 
there's such a huge movement, especially with us all being kind of confined, if you will, during the COVID uh, situation right. to get plugged in. You need to come up with multiple streams of income. You need to well, listen, <laughs> expect me to come up with multiple streams of income. Then there has to be multiple streams of energy that are injecting. So each stream will feed a different income source. Right. Each right. stream is a different source. I draw something different from it. And so while I can pick up my Beyond the Coffee Table book and I can read that word to get me going in the morning, because I'm not a coffee person, but mm-hmm. I get beyond the coffee table and get into that right. good motivation, right? Absolutely. And so I drink from that cup to, to wake me up, to give me mm-hmm. that joy. And then I drink in the fact that I get to be somebody's chosen wife wow. and somebody's chosen mother. Mm-hmm. I drink that in. It is a humbling experience. And then I get to drink in the fact that I have a mama that's still here with me. Mm. And my mama will be 70 in December. Wow. Somebody else doesn't have that story. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many different streams throughout the course of a day or a week or a month or a year that you can drink from that will keep you healthy, mm-hmm. hydrated, and clean and balanced. And so that's why I'm a big proponent of having those multiple streams mm-hmm. to bring from your motivation. Oh, wow. That, that yeah. I mean, exactly as you said. Mo- mo- and there's never, you know, no such thing as too much of a good thing when it comes to motivation and when it comes to your spirituality and things of that nature. You can never have too much of it. Um, and, you know, it, it's like you said, you know, people want you to have multiple streams of income. They're saying you got to have multiple. However, you have to start with one and you have to get really good with that one. Like you, you can be great at 10 things and you can do all 10 things. I encourage you. Ayana encourages you. Do all 10 things. However, yeah. get a grasp of one. Mm-hmm. Get great at the one that people know you for the one and then introduce the next one and just do the same thing. Get good at it, get great at it, and then introduce the next one. That way people will never question what it is you're doing. It's like, oh, I, I'm an architect. Oh, that's fantastic. But while I'm also an architect, I also write songs. Oh, okay, cool. And then I also sell real estate. Oh, but let me remind you, I sell life insurance too. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, Because the first thing I want to do is I'm going to go to the internet and I'm going to look you up. And I'm going to see how good you are at each one. And I'll be you'll be able to tell that right off the bat from your internet um, appearance. Absolutely. You'll, you'll be able to tell. And it's like, oh, what? you you are an architect. Absolutely. <laughs> but life insurance, I don't see anything on here about you selling life insurance. I don't see anything on here about you writing songs. All I see is architecture. And you're like, oh, no, it's all the way down at the bottom. Oh, well, that's how I'm going to treat that part of what it is that you're giving me all the way at the bottom because that's where you put it. That so part. Be great at, at many things. Um, but start with one and let people know you for the one and then build on. Beyonce didn't release Ivy Park when she released her first album. Listen. She got great at that. She became an icon. And then she said, okay, now I also do this. So. 
And the thing is, if you get comfortable being mm-hmm. a bitch, but always having in mind and having an expectation of growing up from a bush to becoming a tree. Mm-hmm. Once I can trust you functionally as bush, mm-hmm. then I can expect you to flower for me and, and roses come back as they're exactly. prone. Exactly. But you got to get planted as a bush. Yes. Trees are for people that have put in the work and put in the time. You don't get a tree mm-hmm. overnight. You don't get a tree over a lifetime. Trees are old mm-hmm. and they have deep roots and they go through a process. Absolutely. And the process speaks for them. They don't have to tell you, oh, I'm a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, because you can see the fruit. Exactly. Exactly. So it's so important what you just said. You sound like some of some of my clients when I first, you know, start working with them. It's like, I'm so excited that you're this creative and this visionary, but listen, let's put a frame around that. Right. Let's be focused. Right. So yeah, you are so so right. Right. And then you, there are many things in the picture, but you always find that one thing that you're just like that part of the picture is what made me buy the art or that part, you know. Um kind of like when you buy a house. Yeah. It's like, what does the bathroom look like and what does the yep. kitchen look like? I can get to the bedroom later, you mm. know. So so um during the discovery process, uh, as you were talking about, you know, when your clients come on. During the discovery process of becoming the passion strategist, um, were there any moments where you simply wanted to get up, take your ball, and walk away? Love it. We are both parents to little girls, so that whole <laughs> scenario is super real, right? Um, and my answer is emphatically yes, yes, and yes. Um, you know, so often what happens is we. Um, find ourselves before we really get into the game. Mm-hmm. Listen, you can call every play. You know what's a foul. Yep. You know what that thing should have been. He, he shouldn't. Have, why would you call in the office now, Peterson? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, <laughs> well, listen. Because if you want to come and take these headphones, and if you want to do the con- the press conference afterwards, whether we win or lose, if you want to mm-hmm. take if you want to be um having your job on the line based on your performance, come on down. Right. You're the contestant on the prices, right? Mm-hmm. And so when it, it, it gets different when you get into the game and you become the coach and you become the person who's calling the shots, right? And so what I found in that process is that I had to um, shift my perspective because, again, it's easy to tell somebody else, oh, come on, let me take you for your checkup. It's not going to be that bad. Right. It's just a huge shot. Or come on, let's get your car inspected. Mm-hmm. Then when the bill comes, okay? So it's real easy to sit and and look at what others should do. But when it's your turn, it becomes so much harder to keep your own appointment mm. and take your own medicine and your own advice and do your own work. And so when I found myself having to dig deeper and address my stuff, there's no way that I can coach you to a place that I've never been. Mm-hmm. Talking about earlier how you talked about putting a lid on your cup. The right. law of the lid is very, very real. And so if I've never transcended to that place, if I've not been transformed, if I'm not motivated, then how firm am I realistically with any measure of lasting impact expected to do that for you, to provide access and gateway for you? And so when you begin to really have to look at yourself in the mirror and address the places of inadequacy, the places of fear, Mm -hmm. the places of self-doubt, 
and wrestle with that thing until it falls off and you literally become this new person. And I say that in the context of your mind being made new because you're mm. the same you, same body, right? right? But now I can look at myself in the mirror and I can affirm myself. Mm. So you have to be able to do that. Oh my gosh, it's so critical to everything, everything. Right. Um, I can't, I can't affirm you if you can't affirm you. Like my affirmation of you means absolutely nothing if you can't look in the mirror and affirming yourself. I would have not been able to receive what you poured out when we first got started if I had not affirmed myself, if I had not already said this is so, this is a reality. Mm -hmm. You cannot, sound precedes manifestation, period. And so if you can't even say it, how can you be it? Exactly. So it has absolutely been a challenge at many different points, and I'm sure there will be challenges to come. But yes, there's absolutely going to be times where you're like, nope, this is too much. Nope, I didn't sign up for this. Nope, I don't want to see that. Don't show me that part. Show me right. the success and the life. Don't show me the dirt. Mm-hmm. But if you show can't- the house that, that's already built. Listen, listen. And here's the thing. You get all these fancy prefabs and, oh, it looks so good. Oh, I want to live in that development. And those houses have all kinds of flaws that they decided to throw some paint on and shellac over. That then you move in, and six months after you move in, now you got a whole plumbing situation going on. Because mm-hmm. you can't let them take the time exactly. to lay the foundation and lay it out right. Exactly. So, absolutely, there's a yes when it comes to, yeah, I want to take my ball, I want to run away, I want to do this no more. But that's when you have to have a why that can bear the weight of your what. Exactly. And so I, I challenge everybody who's listening to discover your why. What What is your why? Just literally all you have to do. And you, you, y'all know every single episode I, I give y'all something like this to do. So I want you to go t- pick up that journal that we discussed way back on episode, I think, three or four. And now we're here on episode 35. Um, So I I want you to go get that journal and get a new page. And at the top of it, I just want you to write down my why. And then look at it every day until you're able to put three to four sentences down on that why. Or if if it's not three to four sentences, maybe it's a name or something. But we all have a why. We got to discover that why. Um, so what are some things you recommend people begin, if they have not already, um, doing to better themselves during this pandemic? Because we could be sitting in the house doing absolutely nothing, watching TV all day, then go to bed and wake up tomorrow and repeat. Um <laughs> And doing the same thing repetitively, there's no betterment coming because we're not learning. We're not um, investing. So what what would you um, or advice would you give people or recommend to people to start doing um, to better themselves? So such a good question. And I'm, I chuckled to myself when you first started off, you know, because we could be doing a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> if, we, if we were single, remember those days? Woo! Right. <laughs> single, no children. Uh, listen, but I think that there are some things that you can do that transcend whether you're single or married, whether you're 
you know, young or young at heart, you know, whether you absolutely know what your why is or you don't. And I mean, I would I would be able to boil it down, I think, to practicing what I call the three A's. Okay. And those A's are awareness, affirmation, and alignment. And here's what I mean by that. You have this unprecedented opportunity to literally be locked into a place with yourself. We oftentimes say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to self-care. I don't have time to think. I don't have time to you know, declutter and decompress. And then you get this gift. You get this gift of time. And so use that time to develop an awareness of where you are and where you're aspiring to be. And then put together the action plan for how you're going to get there, right? Awareness is so, so critical. And then once you have developed an awareness, then you need to move on to affirmation. Because after I've had the time to think and I've had the time to develop some strategies and set myself some goals, which is nothing more than a dream with a deadline, Mm. then I'm able to say, okay, you are the passion strategist. You are brilliant. You are what you say you are. You will have what you say you will have. You will be who God says that you're going to be by any means necessary. Because sometimes we uh, are conditioned to downplay our gifts and to shrink back Mm -hmm. uh, and and shrink and and come away from owning our brilliance. I'm challenging you now to affirm your brilliance because you have the time and the opportunity. And once you move from that first step of awareness to getting comfortable with affirming yourself, Mm -hmm. then finally you want to bring yourself into a place of alignment. What does that look like? That looks like seizing opportunity. That looks like investing in yourself. That looks like you changing your language. So when you find yourself falling back into that place where you talk about limitations, mm. you stop right in your tracks and say, uh, but that's not who we are now. That's right. not what we do now. That's not the language and the currency of the place that I'm going. Right. And so if you implement these three A's, the awareness, the affirmation, and the alignment during this time, I really do believe that you will find yourself with your feet set on the path to success, whatever that success looks like for you. Hey, listen, when when the gym is dropped, I always just say, there it is. (laughs) And there it is. I mean, it's like you said, shrinking back. A lot of us do that. And I, I was I actually had this conversation with my wife the other day about how I would be that person to walk into a room and to shrink back and just not open up about what I had to offer, what it is that I know that I'm good at. And no one in the room would know I'm good at it either because I didn't step up and say, hey, I'm here. I have something to yeah. offer, not necessarily in that way, but by opening my mouth and saying, no, maybe you shouldn't do it that way only because X, Y, and Z. Maybe if you did it this way, it will work better because A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that also goes into the whole uh, validation piece. I'm a person who, when I hear people seeking validation from others, it kind, I kind of cringe a little bit because I'm like, your name is not Honda, Chevrolet, Mercedes, or BMW. And those are the only things that need 
validation. When you leave the doctor's office, if it, you know you're going to go out and they're going to tell you 1520, you want to stop by the secretary to get a validated ticket to get your car off the lot. A person who came from a woman does not need a person's validation for anything in life ever. Married, not married, got kids, don't got kids, been divorced twice, ain't been divorced. I don't care. If you are a human being and you are listening to this podcast, stop seeking validation because you do not require it. Machines require validation, not people. And I just went off on a tangent, I know, but. No, you didn't. <laughs> Let me give it back to you. There it is. <laughs> there it is and it's so interesting because that was a part of the work that I had to do to become the passion strategist I had to understand that as you just said so eloquently validation is for parking mm -hmm. confirmation is for calling Boom. confirmation simply makes your baby leap mm -hmm. the baby that you already knew was in there Yep. even if nobody else can see it exactly and so I just thought that was so brilliant how you just dropped that gem on us real quick and said, listen, let me remind you, are you man or are you machine? Exactly. Hello. So I, I, I hope that your listeners like eat that up with a spoon. Take <laughs> on that all week because that was good stuff. Listen, and, and this I'm it, again, and it's a part of the thing that I do. And of course, I'm working on other things. But right now, this podcast, that book are the thing that I do. Yeah. Um, just like passion, passionately strategizing, helping other people get there is what you do on top of what you're working on right now. But what you're showing right now, what you do right now is passion, um, strategize passionately. Absolutely. And there is like, so um, inspire innovators to become what they believe using the power of vision to drive performance. Yes. That is a quote from your website, thepassionstrategist.com. Do you believe that one must first believe in their vision before they can begin walking in the purpose of the vision? So that is truth.com, an absolute quote from me, from the passage trailer. <laughs> writing, you can visit and find it. Absolutely. Now, let me give your listeners the explicit warning, right? Okay. And, and instead of explicit, I'm going to say the oxymoronic warning. Okay. Because my answer to that question may surprise some of you. My answer is no. And here's why I say no, you don't need to believe before you can actually begin walking in your purpose. So you don't need to believe your vision before you can begin walking in your purpose. And let me give you an example of why. There is a place called unconsciously conscious. Unconsciously conscious. That means that I'm walking, but I don't even know that I'm walking, right? Kids do it all the time. When they first start to weeble wobble, mm -hmm. if you just sit back quietly in the corner and don't say, come on, baby, come on, baby. <laughs> Baby is walking and they don't even know what they're doing, right? Right. But it's something they were designed and created to do. It's a natural mm -hmm. part of the progression as you grow, right? Right. And so what 
I find in many of my clients is that they function from that perspective of being unaware. And so they in turn are hindered in their full ability to leverage their impact and influence, which comes with the gift. And the gift, the key to unlocking and unleashing purpose is understanding. Mm -hmm. And so if we break this thing down, there's a difference between believing and understanding. So what does that look like? Let's let's take it to the Bible. I'm a, I'm a church girl, too. I forgot to say Ayanna Blount is a church girl, but she is. So I'm going to go there. There is a man in the Bible. His name is Paul. Right. And Paul, for all of my Bible scholars, was when we first met him, a persecutor of Christians, a persecutor of those who believed what Jesus was talking. Right. Um, he was unaware when he was in that state of being that he himself would be persecuted. But mm. because of this experience, he would also be empowered to withstand that persecution after his transformational moment on the road of Damascus. So you're talking about a person who literally was criticizing, being hypocritical, being destructive and dismantling and doing everything he could to damage mm -hmm. that which he would actually be transformed into. But he had to go from that place of unconscious awareness, not having a belief in the vision that was for him. Right. He had to go through that because it really enabled him to be empowered to become the Paul that we all know and love now. You know, the mm -hmm. one that wrote all the scriptures and the doctrine that we actually stand on, the one who would be one known as one of the most influential men that ever walked the earth, not just in his time, but period of all, all, right, all time. The one that was eager and unafraid to talk to men and women from all walks of life. Now, you persecute me. You don't have no respect to person. If I'm a gossip, I'm a right. I'm a, I'm a listen. Your back is as good as the next one. Mm -hmm. But how about he took this thing after his point of transformation, and he said, "Listen, I don't have a respect to person, Jew or Gentile. This word is good for all of y'all." But he did not know initially that he was functioning in a place of purpose. And so right. without understanding, he was not able to fully leverage and mm -hmm. he was not fully able to unlock the power behind what that vision was. Mm -hmm. So can you walk in your vision without being a, a full bought in believer in it? Absolutely. Because we were purposed by design. A watch right. is going to be right twice a day, even if it's broke. Mm -hmm. There it is. Okay, <laughs> but when I put that watch in it and then I wind that thing up and I clean it and I take it for the routine care, then it goes from just being a watch to being a timepiece. Mm. The value increases. The, the definition and the labels, it switches. It changes the whole game. Right. And so, yes, you can have a vision, but lack the power and the understanding to really bring that thing full circle. Mm. Once you plug into that place of power and understanding, you too can become influential. You too can anticipate this great change. You too can anticipate this outcome of the birthing of your brilliance. But it takes the key. It's almost like Ava, my, my baby is Ava, and she likes to bake. But uh, baby, I don't want your brownies if you forget to put the eggs in it. That's missing. <laughs> And so it's the same principle that applies for all of us. Mm -hmm. I want to see you with a vision. Right. But it's not a fully realized vision. 
without a strategy to get you to the place of executing. Mm. And so many times the creatives and the innovators and the visionaries that I work with, they are amazing at getting these downloads that will like destroy you. They will wreck you. Like what? Where did you mm-hmm. get that? Where did you come up with that? But where they lack is in that place of execution. And so that's why I am the passion strategist because I plug into your place of passion but then I help them to strategize so that you can leverage that thing to do what it was meant to do. And that is to leave a fingerprint that cannot be erased. Wow. A is all about letting the earth know you were here. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm going to push you to. That's what I'm birthing you into as the passion strategist. And that is why you need to hire her <laughs> to help you strategize passionately. <laughs> No one, no one who who sits down on this uh, platform sits down by accident. I always strategically, you know, try to figure out who should come, why they should come, and that's of course always after a conversation with God. And for those of you who just had an epiphany moment to say, "Well, you haven't strategized with God about having your wife on," it's coming. Okay. <laughs> You just, <laughs> we have two babies. We're trying to figure this thing out on, you know, how to get some quiet time long enough to do it, but it is definitely coming. Um, But so what has been your greatest joy since starting the journey into passion strategy? That was a question that I kind of all, always dreaded, if you will, because it's so hard sometimes to pinpoint like this one um, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, greatest joy, right? So as I sit and I digest that question, I have to say that it's been a series of highlights. And at this point in the journey, I would highlight one particular as the high point of the joy. So okay. I would say that some of the highlights would be hearing my family say, I'm proud of you. Um, that confirmation of my affirmation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hearing my first client and my first coach call me coach. There wow. is something magical in that moment of public affirmation when you've been doing all that private investment and in work. Mm-hmm. Um, having my daughter, who is seven, express interest in becoming an entrepreneur. Never too that early. Is I mean, it 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 valid. I don't want to use the validate word, but it puts purpose mm-hmm. behind your passion when your baby, who you're taking time away from to do this work, comes back and says, "Hey, mom, I want to do a podcast. Hey, mom, I want to do this and I want to do that." I mean, this baby is going to birth multiple businesses before she gets out of high school. Exactly. The passion strategist is going to see to that. Mm-hmm. So to see that the message and the the method is transferring to her, absolutely a highlight. And I would say that if I had to pick the greatest joy, um, the greatest joy has been ultimately discovering my connection to the root and the fruit of embracing, emerging, and evolving unapologetically into my birthright of brilliance. Mm. That has been my greatest joy. Because if I can't sit from the cup, if Mm -hmm. I can experience it first, then how can I possibly engage you at that level? Right. So 
series of highlights, but absolutely that has been my greatest personal joy along this journey. Awesome. So, so we do have one last question. Um, and then we're going to get into the aspects of how they can contact you, follow you, all that good stuff. Um, but who would you say? So if I'm if I if I come to you and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to figure this thing out. Um, and when we talk about destiny, mm-hmm. like that that ultimate picture, the house on the hill, all all that stuff, achieving all of that. Um, who would you say is in control of one's destiny? Wow. So I have to go back to the core of who I am. And I have to say that my code of honor, my belief system is that Christ is in control of our destiny. And I would say firmly, we are not just from the perspective of the fact that we have a predestined existence and our purpose in life is to discover who we were sent here to serve or what we were sent here to solve. So we're on a scavenger hunt. Um, And our lane is to live presently because God has already handled predestiny and eternity. Okay. So you can fight it, but you're ultimately going to be it. And it is what you were designed to be. So I'm not in control of my destiny, but (laughs) I am in control (laughs) of how I live presently and how I allow myself the permission and the space and the grace to grow presently Mm. into my destiny. Understood. Understood. Because you you, you can control what you do. Um, So it's like, why not do your absolute best? You know, if 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 and, and if bees are your absolute best, then do bees. Absolutely. Um, you know, because I th- I think sometimes we get into this mindset of I have to be golden at everything I do. Sometimes we're gonna be bronze, and that's okay. Sure enough, because people are still going to remember you for what if you put everything you have into that bronze. Then that's going to be a shiny bronze. You are still on the podium. Hello. Exactly. You are you're, still, you're still in the winner. Yes. Exactly. And above average, honey. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. In the Guinness Book of World Records, in the history books. You did it. You did that. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm on at this time, I just want you to go ahead and if anyone is interested in booking a session. With the passion strategies, um, they just want to follow you on social media, anything like that. How can they get in touch with you? How can they book you? How can they follow you? Just give them all that information. I would be so happy and thrilled to do so. Um, again, I want to just take the moment and the opportunity to thank you for providing a platform that you are willing to share that teaches us, that challenges us, and that exposes us to our most brilliant selves. So many times we are bombarded with who we're not, what we're not into, what we don't you know, uh, produce and where we don't exist. And you have been so gracious and so intentional about highlighting the very, very best in our culture, in our world, in our race, in our genders, in our families, and so many other dynamics, so many visuals, but every visual that you put forth is a vision of motivation and positivity. Um, that absolutely transcends 
um, every line that somebody could draw. So I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity. And I would love to invite you, um, your beautiful wife, my Miss V, um, you know, anyone who knows that they have a vision, Mm -hmm. but doesn't quite know how to birth that thing, how to get to where they see themselves going. Right. If you were getting in a car, going on a long distance trip, listen, in 2020, you'd be all about that GPS mm-hmm. all about it, <laughs> without hesitation. Right. Exactly. So I am inviting you to plug in the GPS, but don't just plug it in. Turn on the voice because mm-hmm. we can silence it, too. We, we slick. We can read a man. I don't need you to tell me. <laughs> yes, you do. And I'm here for you. <laughs> so please follow me. Um on social media, Instagram and Facebook, I am at the Passion Strategist. On Twitter, I am at Passion Strategy. And the website is thepassionstrategist.com. I invite you to book a gift and goal session today where we can identify your gift, figure out if it is a gift that is meant to serve or to solve, and create a vision and a strategy for getting you launched into your purpose birthright of brilliance. There's a game in the game. Everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs Mm -hmm. a motivator. Terry Glenn Harris is mine and I'm willing to be that for you. So please do not hesitate. Follow me, like, share, visit. And we also do something really, really exciting that I've been doing since the summer. Um, And we have been really uh, getting some amazing insight and feedback from our our viewers, our partners, our our tribe. And that is Fearless Fridays. Mm -hmm. Fearless Fridays happens every Friday night on Instagram Live at the Passion Mm -hmm. Strategist. And we get into it. We talk real talk. We give real strategies that you can actually apply today. And guess what? It is free 99, y'all. Good conversation. (laughs) You want to see. You know who um, who I am and and how I roll, and you want to just get a taste of which you will get a deeper dive, you know, but uh, in a deeper, a better um, experience for what you can anticipate and expect when we connect on the coaching level. Then please tune into Fearless Fridays. We would love to have you. Love live feedback. We are all about that life. Terry Graham yes. will pop in every now and again. We get to see <laughs> celebrities and and these good folk and. And, and it's always juicy. So we want to invite you to come drink from that cup. Um, mm-hmm. it's always, uh, there's always something flowing and cooking and moving. There's so many gems and nuggets that come just from us engaging with each other because I don't do it by myself. And I'm not trying to um, pretend being fearless is something that is a one man band type of deal. It's not. Right. It takes all of us to mm-hmm. conquer our fear. So I'm inviting you along on the journey. And I hope to connect with you and your listeners really soon. Yes. And uh, for those, if you missed any of her information, you could rewind the tape back and, you know, listen again or um, just check out the description of the episode and everything is going to be there uh, from her social media accounts to her website. You can check it all right there. Um, So before I let you go, because I know you have to get ready to uh, do Fearless Friday. Um, because we're recording this on a Friday, it might not you might not listen on a Friday, but this is being recorded on a Friday before Fearless Friday. Um, so before we before we go, just provide the listeners with a piece of encouragement that can help them get connected to their passion. Absolutely, my pleasure. So I want to leave you with the keys to success. 
keys are portable. They go with you. When we lose them, we find ourselves in a tizzy, right? So I need you to get these keys and put them somewhere where you will be able to find them when you need them so that you can go when it's time to go. So the keys that I'm going to give you, there are two keys. One key is going to get you connected and one key is going to keep help you to stay connected. So first you got to get there, then you got to stay there. The keys to success are K, know your worth. When you know your worth, it will absolutely govern your decision-making process, who you connect to, who you sow into, who you partner up with, how you speak about yourself. Mm-hmm. Know your worth. E, embrace your gift. This is your thing and nobody can do it better. I don't care. There, there, there will be many imitators, but you are the originator. Mm. So embrace your gift. Yield to your process. Understand that Terry Glenn Harris is not able to sit on this microphone and motivate you and encourage you without having to go on through some times where he himself needed encouragement and motivation. Absolutely. Without being consistent when it seemed like this is a dumb idea. Let me tell you something that blessed my socks off for several years. Terry Glenn Harris would send a text message to a choice few people. Talk about the origin of a thing. And he would send this text out every Monday morning. You could look forward to this motivational moment. And that motivational moment has now turned into beyond the coffee table. Mm. So can you imagine if he had despised that humble beginning and counted a robbery not to include me in that number or said, you know what? I don't feel like it today. I'm not feeling encouraged. I'm not feeling motivated at whatever. So I need you to understand that if you yield to your process, that there is something on the other side of process called promise. Mm -hmm. And then I need you to S, see your success manifest. That means take the blinders off, take the limits off, see it. See it as real as you see the keys in your hand, the house that you lay down in at night, the food that you put in your stomach. See your success manifest. Let mm-hmm. nothing turn you to the left or to the right. Stay focused. Absolutely. Those are the keys that are going to get you connected. And the one key that will get you to stay connected. And, and Terry said it brilliantly earlier when he broke down for us the difference of who and what needs validation. But I'm going to put it to you this way from the passion strategist. Always go for authenticity over applause. Mm-hmm. That's going to keep you connected. So I, I hope that those that. keys of success will help your listeners. I hope that it ricochets back and hits both of us in the ear and that it mm-hmm. is a reminder that we were born to succeed. And now all we have to do is uncover the strategy, the pathway, and fearlessly walk that path into success. Yes. Well, I appreciate you again. (laughs) Um, And please give my best to Andre and to Ava. Thank them for me, for their time, because this is their time. (laughs) The A-team is more than than happy to oblige. Thank you for having us. Listen, I appreciate it. And uh, we will be in touch real soon. Yes, sir. All right. I love you. Love you back. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Words of my brother Terry, a message for you haters. Understand me, you fit. Adversity reveals genius. Prosperity conceals it. Please believe it. So I'm a spit lyrics up. Keep it believing. And I'ma always be me. I keep it a hundred. I mean it. Adversity reveals genius. Prosperity conceals it. Please believe it. So I'm a spit lyrics up. Keep it believing.
If you've enjoyed this episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast, I ask that you just do me a quick favor. I ask that you would subscribe to the podcast. I ask that you would tell a friend about the podcast. And I ask that you would leave a comment about this episode, letting me know what you like. And if there was something that you didn't like, hey, let me know that also. And if you want to join the conversation, just go ahead and shoot me a quick email at beyondthecoffeetable at outlook.com. I love you and I appreciate you in real life. Peace.